The drama of the KMT-TPP alliance has come to an end. Each party registered for the election separately on Friday, meaning that there won't be a joint ticket on the ballot. The TPP's co-winger signed up with his running mate Wu Xingying, a lawmaker from his own party. KMT presidential candidate Ho Yi registered with media personality Zhao Shaokang. Although no deal was reached on the joint ticket, Ke says he still hopes to ally with the KMT in the months ahead. TPP presidential candidate Ke Wenzhe and his running mate, lawmaker Wu Xingying, registered at the Central Election Commission on Friday. Ke says Wu complements his areas of expertise. Wu Xingying's life and background are completely different from mine. She studied in the UK and in the US and has worked in public welfare. Meanwhile, I was born and raised in Taiwan. The most complimentary figure to me in our party is Wu Xingying. I also wanted a younger face. When I became lawmaker last November, I said I would cram three days of work into each day. Now I have just 50 days left. So for these last 50 days, I will try to do five days of work each day to help the TPP grow stronger. Ke's registration marked the official collapse of joint ticket talks between the TPP and KMT. In a Central Standing Committee meeting on Friday, the KMT announced Broadcasting Corporation of China Chair Zhao Shaokang as its VP candidate. Ho Youyi and I were humiliated. We offered sincerity and got none back. We defended our integrity and got no real cooperation. As the chair of the KMT, I'm issuing a call to everyone in our party. We have to mobilize and come together to support our candidate, Ho Youyi. Zhao was reportedly suggested as VP candidate by the head of Ho's campaign office, Jing Futong. Actually, Shao Kang needs no recommendation. He and I were very close already. We have a very clear vision for the country. He is straightforward, sensible, and honest. I was the one who asked him. Nobody had to suggest him to me. I'm actually not particularly interested in being a government official. President Ma Ying-jeou once asked me to be vice premier, but I declined. He phoned me six times in one day. But the situation is different now. We're in a desperate situation and we need to save our nation. I'll cancel all my shows. Despite the fate of the joint presidential ticket, Ke says there is still room for cooperation between the KMT and TPP. I believe that after the elections are done, there will be plenty of opportunities for cooperation between the legislative speaker, the deputy speaker, and all the committee heads, as well as the premier and members of the cabinet. This is what it has come down to. We have the same goal, but we're carving our own path. I think that's how it will go. I will still abide by the principle of not attacking each other. We need to focus on beating lighting the, not each other. The twists and turns of the KMT-TPP alliance seem to have finally reached an end. But with 50 days to go until election day, anything can happen. Taiwan's presidential election is officially a three-way race. So what's up next for the opposition? Analysts say the KMT and TPP will try to recruit voters from each other's support base. That is, they'll encourage the other side to vote for their own candidate in order to consolidate votes and prevent a DPP victory. 
but successful instances of such a tactic are rare. And experts say that the KMT and TPP bases are very different, making success unlikely. 第一个条件就是说，你必须离第一名不能差距太远。For this to work, the first condition is that the election frontrunner can't be too far ahead. The second place candidate and first should be within 10 percentage points. The second condition is that there needs to be a big gap between the second and third place candidates. We don't yet see that big gap. 现在的状况是，白的人嘛，他们的组成成分跟国民党是没有什么渊源的。Right now, the people of the TPP camp and those in the KMT camp don't have much in common, so there's a very low chance of strategic voting working out. In reality, the two camps will only be consolidating their own voter bases. But Lai Qingde can't be complacent here. He can't afford to be complacent because any election can have an unforeseen event. Who knows what could happen in the coming two months? In the history of Taiwan's presidential elections, the most famous three-way race was in the year 2000. The KMT's Lian Zhan and James Song of the People First Party both courted each other's supporters. In the end, the DPP's Chen Shui-bian won with 39.3% of the vote, surpassing Song's 36.8% and Lian's 23.1%. Amid chaos in the opposition camp, DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde has ramped up his campaign. He spent Thursday on a whirlwind tour of Kaohsiung. The vice president will spend this weekend visiting five cities and counties to boost support, not just for his own victory, but for a DPP legislative majority. Speaking at a Kaohsiung rally, Lai took a dig at the splintered opposition, asking voters if they dared to hand over the nation to such people. They spent an entire day bickering about it. They spent a whole morning bickering about where to meet. They spent hours to decide on where to hold the meeting and how many participants to have. And in the end, did it all result in anything? It didn't. I'd like to ask all parents, neighbors and elders, dare we hand over our national affairs to that lot? After chaos engulfed their joint ticket discussions, the TPP and KMT forged ahead, each registering its own presidential candidate. At a campaign event for Kaohsiung legislative candidate Huang Jie, Lai Qingde heaped scorn on the opposition. If we don't have a team of experienced and seasoned people leading the country, if we let inexperienced people take the lead, what will we do if something bad happens? Taiwan can't afford experiments like that. The DPP slammed the KMT's vice presidential pick Zhao Shaokang, saying the KMT ticket was now overtly pro-China and pro-unification. It also criticized Ke Wenzhe's choice of Wu Xingying, saying the TPP ticket stood for plutocracy. Hou Youyi has turned on his tracks and appointed Zhao Shaokang as his deputy. He's trying to court people who support unification with China under the ROC and people who support unification under the PRC, all while holding Taiwan back. Meanwhile, Ke Wenzhe is looking out for himself, appointing Wu Xingying as his VP. That's plutocracy. It's allowing money to further interfere in politics. Ke Wenzhe has referred to his vision as new politics. Is all that about having power in one hand and money in the other? The coalition's collapse could add to the DPP's lead, but Lai is still powering ahead in his campaign. On Friday, the DPP released a new campaign video about, quote, voting for the right people. (laughs) 
The video shows Lai in his days as Tainan mayor, joining a group of volunteers on a project to fix up the houses of disadvantaged people. Back when he was mayor, Lai was very kind-hearted. He said, you're working so hard, you should be getting funds for this, let me think of something. We didn't know what he'd do. In the end, he did a fundraiser for us. He told the Labor Affairs Bureau head, Mr. Wong, here's 3.5 million NT we raised for you all. Campaigning is in full swing and Lai has a packed itinerary this coming weekend. He's set to campaign for legislative candidates in five cities and counties with the aim of winning a majority in the legislative yuan. Honghai founder Terry Goh has announced his withdrawal from the presidential election. In a statement issued on social media, Goh said he was quitting the race but not his ideals. He said he was sacrificing himself for the greater good, and he called for a transition of power in Taiwan. Goh did not indicate who he might support in the presidential race, but analysts say the more likely choice is Ke Wenzhe of the TPP. Chairman Goh has mentioned before that he wants to build up the Taiwan People's Party to make it an effective third force in Taiwan. I think he's already made his stance quite clear. There are many levels of cooperation. It doesn't need to be limited to fielding candidates together. Just before Goh's Facebook statement, Bloomberg reported that he was set to drop out. Bloomberg states that Goh had never gained significant voter support. He also faced a bribery investigation linked to his candidacy signature drive. The report also notes that China opened an investigation to Honghai after Goh announced his presidential bid. U.S. President Joe Biden highlighted on Tuesday his administration's efforts to halt the flow of fentanyl and the ingredients used to produce the deadly drug following deals with leaders of China and Mexico last week. However, as VOA Chief White House Correspondent Patsy Wida Kuswara tells us, observers say past efforts to control production and export from outside of the country have proved ineffective. The deadly drug fentanyl can be shipped undetected via airport cargo, border crossings and even through the postal system. Following counter-narcotics deals with China and Mexico reached on the sidelines of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in San Francisco last week, on Tuesday, President Joe Biden vowed to boost his administration's efforts to combat the drug that has killed more than 200,000 Americans in recent years. But this challenge also has roots outside our borders, outside the borders of the United States. It's a global challenge that demands global action. Fentanyl is mass-produced in Mexico using precursor chemicals largely from China and trafficked via cartels into the U.S. While China has agreed to reduce the flow of precursor chemicals, implementation remains to be seen and other sources may open up. We always worry about displacement. That is, that if China stops sending the precursors, that the very large, poorly regulated, corruptly regulated Indian industry will replace uh, China. Experts praise Biden's comprehensive approach, but say that a heavy focus on limiting fentanyl's entry can be counterproductive to the positive steps in harm reduction the administration has taken. Many of these efforts to restrict the supply lead traffickers to identify substances which are more potent. So that means a smaller quantity for the same effect, which are easier to traffic. 
Biden urged Congress to tighten laws to make fentanyl a Schedule I drug, but advocates say such a move is dangerous. Maintaining the scheduling of fentanyl as Schedule I means that people are going to be stigmatized, people are going to go to jail and prison um, and actually get pulled out of their communities and be more likely to overdose. Silla argued that more focus and resources should be placed instead on efforts to reduce the negative impacts of substance use, including syringe services, overdose prevention, and drug treatments. Patsy Widakuswara, VOA News, Washington. The registration deadline has passed for the 2024 presidential and legislative elections. Hours before the deadline, the DPP Secretary General led 10 party-list candidates to the Central Election Commission. Wearing yellow crossing guard vests, they emphasized that their goal in Parliament would be to safeguard the future for Taiwan's children. On the last day of campaign registration, the DPP Secretary General headed to the Election Commission with party-list candidates. They included Jingquan Child Safety Foundation CEO Lin Yueqing, Puma Shen, head of the Graduate School of Criminology at National Taipei University, and entertainer Jing Guo. What we are doing right now is actually deciding the future of the next generation. So the defining characteristic of the DPP's party list is that they were chosen to safeguard Taiwan's next generation. Since April, how many YouTube channels linked to Chinese influence operations has Google deleted? It's taken down 38,000 channels. Let me ask you this. How many views did those 38,000 channels have, such as the threat to our democracy and freedom? Actually, I was asked about joining the party list in early November. Coincidentally, two days before I was invited by the DPP, I had been chatting with my family. I said, Dad, in two years, if this country needs me, I'm willing to enter politics. Then it turned out to be two days, not two years. The group comprised the DPP's first 10 candidates, who are so high up on the list that their election is nearly insured. The 10 urged voters to rescue civil engineering professor Wang Yichuan with their party ballot. At number 14, Wang is listed just outside the DPP's safe zone. Send the right people into the legislative yuan. Vote in Wang Yichuan. Yichuan is a powerful force. I believe that with him in that strategic position, we have a shot at a legislative majority. There are 50 days left till the election. If we can secure 20,000 votes each day, then in 50 days on January 13th, we will have more than a million votes. That will be enough to send Wang Yichuan into the legislative yuan, giving the DPP a legislative majority. Over in the opposition camp, the KMT and TPP also registered for the election, separately. Ke Wenzhe and Ho Yo Yi appeared at the Central Election Commission with their respective running mates. The DPP's Lai Qingde now faces a three-way race. Surely the Taiwanese people won't entrust the country to these people. Whether the race is one-to-one or one-to-many, the DPP will keep moving forward on a steady path to lead Taiwan. With less than two months before the election, the presidential contenders have emerged at last and are set for a heated showdown. Legionnaire's disease, a serious form of pneumonia, has been reported among newborns for the first time in 10 years. 
The Taiwan CDC says that four infants contracted it between this February and October. The cases were all reported from different hospitals, but they involved the same bacterial strain. All four infants have since been discharged from the hospital. Legionnaire's disease can be contracted by drinking water containing the Legionella bacteria. In the four cases reported this year, the source of infection is suspected to be water dispensers or water faucets. On Friday, the Taiwan CDC urged regular cleaning and disinfection of water systems. It said that when preparing baby formula, it's best to use water that's been boiled and then cooled to avoid risks associated with unboiled water. Today we take you to meet Taiwanese pop singer Xiao Hongren, who is known for technically mixing Taiwanese Mandarin and English lyrics in his pop ballads. Now he's venturing into the world of jazz. Our very own Stephanie Yang spoke to Xiao to find out more about his career and how he managed to preserve despite several hardships. <laughs> This is Xiao Hongren. He has collaborated with many prominent Taiwanese music artists such as Jay Chow and Ian Chen of FIR, a Taiwanese rock band. Besides being known for his romantic pop ballads, Xiao's lyrics often evoke his Taiwanese roots and social criticism. In September, he wrote a song with his wife. I collaborated with my wife to write the lyrics. I'm very grateful to her. She helped me complete it. This song is completely different from my previous works. It has a lower-pitched vocal. I discovered that I quite like the melody and the direction of the music is different from before. Xiao first got his foot in the door in the music industry when he was 11 years old. He won first place at a Taiwanese singing competition called Five Flight Awards. Xiao was later nominated for Best Newcomer at Taiwan's 20th Golden Melody Awards in 2009. Having been in the music industry for almost 20 years, Xiao is now venturing into the world of jazz. He says it was not an easy feat to transition from pop to jazz, and he had to train and make adjustments. He also recently underwent lung surgery, but that hasn't hindered him from pursuing his passion for music. My voice is now a bit softer. In the past, I sang at a higher pitch. This time, the key will be adjusted. I underwent throat treatment earlier, and it seemed that my voice suddenly changed. I hope I can make a jazz album. That is the goal. I want to learn more jazz or blues in the future and add them to my own pop music and live performances. Xiao has been busy writing songs for his new jazz album. He says the songs are inspired by his daily life and also difficulties that he faced, such as being the victim of a car accident. I have also been composing recently, and I will collaborate with Su Sheng Yu to produce a jazz album. This is my first jazz album. I think it is quite challenging because I am known for my pop music and he is known for his jazz music. When we collaborate together, it is a very unique experience. There are already several songs. The most special thing is that the jazz album is in Taiwanese. It was inspired by many things that I have experienced myself. I was in a car accident and I wrote a song about it. I think life is very precious, so I wrote a song about it. We must seize the moment. Wow.
Xiao hopes that his music can inspire others and bring joy to all. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Zhen Chenluo in Taipei. Brace yourself, northern Taiwan. A chilly weekend is in store as northeasterly winds pick up strength. In Miaoli County, temperatures dropped to a bracing 12.8 degrees Friday morning. This cold wave is coupled with strong winds, and it's set to last until Sunday. Pollution from China will also be with us this weekend as the northeasterlies sweep in air from across the strait. The northeasterly winds are picking up strength, bringing down temps in northern Taiwan. The lowest temperature in the country was recorded Friday morning in Miaoli at just 12.8 degrees. Warm coats and scarves were the order of the day. Brace for brief downpours in windward parts of Greater Taipei, Yilan, Hualien, and Taoyuan's mountains. On Friday, heavy winds destroyed hairdos and threatened to turn umbrellas inside out. The Central Weather Administration issued a strong wind advisory for the area from Taoyuan's coast to Yunlin and for the Hengchun Peninsula, which could see gusts of up to 102 kilometers per hour. The northeasterly winds are carrying pollution from China. In northern Taiwan and the outlying islands, the air quality alert flashed red for hazardous. Central Taiwan, Yunlin, Jiayi, Tainan, Kaohsiung and Pingdong saw an orange alert, meaning that the air was unhealthy for sensitive groups. The cloud colors in areas affected by the northeasterly winds are clearly different from the cloud colors to the south and to the north. They are less opaque, which indicates air pollutants. As the northeasterly winds pick up strength, pollution is being blown into Taiwan. Today, it's mostly affecting the western half of the island. This wave of northeasterlies will bring wet weather mainly to windward areas. By Sunday, the rains will taper off and temperatures will briefly rise. On Monday, the northeasterly winds will return, bringing in cold and dry weather. The impact will be more intense than the current wave, with lows expected to reach 14 or 15 degrees island-wide. Radiative cooling could make certain areas even colder in the early mornings. Starting Monday evening, we'll see the next wave of northeasterly winds pick up strength. They'll have an impact over a longer period of time, all the way until Thursday or Friday. That means there will be big day-night temperature swings all over Taiwan, and we may see radiative cooling in the early hours of the morning. Over in central and southern Taiwan, the change won't be as significant, although we will see bigger day-night temperature swings. Mornings and nights will be cool, and temperatures will climb back up during the day. Cold weather is expected from next Monday to Saturday, so if you're heading outdoors, be sure to dress accordingly.